podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. Uh, the website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, you can find me on social media at mainlyplants, and you can get a hold of me through all those places. I'm assuming if you found the podcast, you're capable of figuring out how to contact me through social media, the website, um, email, yada yada. Um, so, being that Last week, um, there was no podcast because of Thanksgiving. Uh, today, this week's going to be kind of like a melange of different things uh, that have come up that I have uh, I have uh, experienced and talked to people about and some questions and uh, yada yada, just kind of getting back into the group of things. So I hope everybody had a delightful Thanksgiving. Um, if you had any uh, experiences you want to share, uh, let me know. I will be happy to talk about them on the podcast. Uh, either the next time or the time after. So, that being said, uh, some quick news. I um, I am now officially a um, Amazon affiliate, meaning that uh, the way you can help give back to me for the podcast is uh, go to my website, mainlyplants.com. In the top left, you'll see a little Amazon logo. Just click on that. It'll take you right to Amazon, um, and then you can do all your shopping. Uh, it doesn't raise your rates or anything like that. It just kicks back a little bit to me, a tiny little bit. Every cent that I get goes back into the podcast with hosting and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I would really appreciate it if you clicked through mainlyplants.com on the Amazon logo to do your Amazon shopping. And tell your friends. Can't hurt, right? Um, okay, so uh, a few things. Uh, a few weeks ago I mentioned my mom's uh, health concerns being nutrient absorption and all that. It was uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, so she got her second round of blood tests done to see how she's doing. She's now completely off of her uh, her PPIs, her proton pump inhibitors, which are for her acid reflux. Um, and she's doing much better. Um, the cough is there a little bit, um, not nearly as bad as it was. Uh, and especially for being off of the prescribed medication from her general practitioner or from her um, endocrinologist. Um, so she's doing very well. So she got her blood tests back, and uh, she goes to a holistic doctor that I recommended for her. And um, there were, uh, you know, they're not perfect. Her, her levels aren't perfect, but they are improving since last time. However, my mom's always had high cholesterol. Uh, as far back as I can remember, and she, you know, her, the doctors keep putting her on more and more medication for it, and, um, you know, you've heard me rant and rave, not rave, but rant and anti-rave about um, about prescribed medication and, and how terrible it is for your body, um, so, you know, she, we always, I always thought, and she always thought that it was just hereditary, you know, my grandpa's got high cholesterol, uh, my uncle's got high cholesterol. I used to have high cholesterol. My brother has high cholesterol, yada, yada, yada. Um, but there was a test done. You can get a test done now to see if your cholesterol is hereditary or if it's absorbed, meaning from your diet. And she found out that her cholesterol, her high cholesterol, is fr from absorption, from her diet. And I was talking to her, and, you know, she was, uh, she was telling me how, you know, she really doesn't eat that much cheese anymore, maybe a, a few times a week, and she has eggs like once a month, and seafood maybe here and there, um, and that's great and all, but for whatever reason, her body is absorbing all of that um, uh, totally, and I, I, I had to lay it out for her that, you know, 
it's up to her. It's, you know, I, I can't make her do anything, but if she wants to get off these medications and get the results that she so desperately wants, she's going to have to give up all that stuff, um, at least for a, a while to get under control. And, you know, there are so many alternatives to to cheese now that are vegan, that are cholesterol-free, that taste the same as regular cheese, if not better. Uh, I know non-vegans and non-plant-based people who eat it. Um, the Chow Cheese brand is really good. Follow Your Heart is really good. Um, there are There's great... For cream cheese, there's a great almond-based cream cheese spread. Um, just try that stuff. And, you know, it's not going to be, you know, you might not like it as much initially. But, number one, you'll get used to it. It's, it doesn't taste bad. Uh, it tastes good. Uh, but you'll get used to it. And more importantly, you're doing your yourself a service by eating it. You are helping yourself heal. And, you know, she was getting very frustrated. And I, but more than just dairy, it was, you know, I told her that she needs to give up all the chicken and all the seafood. Seafood's very bad for cholesterol. And she's got to go, if not 100% whole food plant-based, then, you know, high 90%. And, you know, obviously I don't push the processed stuff. I don't, you know, I don't like, just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy, but, um, you know, I told her if she wants a slice of, of vegan cheese, then go for it. But she should be eating, you know, that, that should be the, the minimal amount of stuff that she's eating. She should be eating raw, whole foods the majority of the time. And, you know, she was getting kind of down and frustrated. Um, but, you know, I have to keep re- reminding her and, and everybody, you know, it's normal. You, you've been eating a certain way for decades, right? My mom's 67. She's been eating a certain way for 67 years. And because of that, that diet and that way of eating, um, she has done damage to her body. Now, it's not entirely her fault. You know, we were all taught a certain way to eat when we were younger uh, that is not the appropriate way to eat based on current research. And, you know, your body, your body goes through some shit and you develop disorders and you develop disease and, you have to go hard in the other direction for a while. You know, if you're, you've been eating meat and dairy and stuff for decades, you're going to have to go plant-based for a while and bring your body back to homeostasis, back to where it should be, back to a healthy a healthy area. And then if you want, you know, I don't advise it, but I know not everybody's going to be plant-based. And then if you want, go back and have some regular cheese or go back and have a, a chicken breast or, you know, shrimp or whatever here and there. But... I don't think you'll want to because you'll feel so good from eating, you know, primarily plant-based that you're not going to want to do yourself that disservice. And, you know, it takes it takes roughly um, six to six weeks to three months to retrain your brain and, and, and develop new habits. So you've been eating a certain way. Well, you might not like it and you might not be enthused about eating for the first three months or so on average of eating a plant-based diet, but then you get used to it and then you start craving that stuff and then you like it. And then you don't want to go back to eating the shit that you were eating before because you like this new stuff. It's healthier for you. And you realize that eating is, you know, for some reason we've gotten away from what I'm about to tell you. We've gotten away from eating for health. Now we eat for pleasure, which is very strange. Um, you know, obviously humans and all animals are pleasure driven, you know, 
sex, food, sleep. Those are things that we love because they feel good. Um, but we, we, we're smarter than that. We need to eat for health. And when I look at a meal, and I understand that I'm in the, in the, uh, the small percentage of people who do this, but I've noticed that more and more plant-based people agree with me and kind of uh, are similar in their thinking. When I eat a meal, it's like, it, it t- first of all, I love what I eat now. I love eating primarily raw. I love eating salads. I love eating kale. I love eating all that kind of stuff that people think I'm nuts for loving, but I crave it. And I look at a meal and I think, okay, aside from this being delicious, what am I getting out of this? I'm getting a lot of micronutrients. Uh, I'm, I'm improving my gut health, which means I'm not going to have disease or colds, I can better, my immune system will be boosted, I'm going to fight bacterial infection or viral infection, Um, I'm going to get my protein out of this part of it, and my iron out of this part of it, and you just kind of, it's like the matrix, you kind of, you don't see it as food anymore, you see it as nutrients, and and macro and micronutrients, and, and what they're going to do for you, whereas most people just eat because, well, it's a cheeseburger and it tastes fucking delicious. But that's that's you're doing yourself a disservice, and that you know there's there's a a cost to that, and the cost is you are going to have heart disease and cancer, and you're going to be groggy and foggy and congested, and you're going to have um, constipation, and 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 the list goes on and on. I mean, this is you, if you've heard my previous podcast, this is no surprise to you. The benefit is you get to eat what you currently like to eat. Well, when you switch to plant-based, the the benefit is, well, you like what you eat and you are getting unbelievable nutrients out of it that y- your, your, your body's coming alive from it. Um, the cost is you're not eating the stuff that you liked before. But is that really a cost? I don't know. I don't think so. Not anymore. Not once you get used to it. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is there a cost to eating plant-based? Uh, aside from, you know, and people might make the, the case that eating plant-based is more expensive. Um, I don't find that to be true. You know, I go to um, the grocery store and I load up on raw veggies. They're much cheaper than when I used to buy pork loins and steaks and chicken breasts and bags of chips. You know, I can get, what, is it two or four avocados for a, a buck and, you know, an onion for 89 cents and mushrooms for like, what is it? A buck 99 a pound or something like that. It's, it's, I find it to be much cheaper. Um, even, even a block of tofu is like a buck 69 for organic extra firm tofu. So I don't, I don't agree with the, the fact that it's more expensive. If you buy all the processed shit, sure. It can be more expensive. If you buy tons of, you know, vegan cheese and vegan meat and all the, the processed stuff that I don't, advise you eating a lot of anyway, then yeah, the, the bills might add up. But if you eat like I'm suggesting you to eat, um, no, it, it's not very expensive. So you guys let me know what the cost is if you can think of some because I would love to hear it. Um, but getting back to the main point, um, you know, like I was saying, you've been treating your body a certain way for a long time. You got to treat it the exact opposite for a while to get it back to normal. Um and the key is to not get discouraged. And obviously, it's easier said than done because it's your body and you want to feel healthy and you want to see good results on your blood tests and all that kind of stuff. But it takes time. And 
it's it's about progress, not perfection. All of all of your diet, all of being plant-based, all of making the switch to a plant-based diet or vegan or whatever you want to call it, any kind of changes you make, it's not about being, being perfect. It's about making progress and doing the best that you can. You know, I have a number of clients, all my clients that I've ever had, you know, have slipped up. I've slipped up, at least, you know, before I really kind of went full bore into it. But, you know, some people will say, you know, yeah, it was... Thanksgiving and I had a piece of turkey or I had, you know, mashed potatoes with a ton of cream in it. That's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Have an extra salad tomorrow. You know? It's and, and I'll it's it's about it's not about what you eat, you know, between uh, Thanksgiving and New Year's for the holidays. It's about what you eat the rest of the year. You know, eat eat appropriately 80% of the time and you'll be fine. Dick off 20% of the time, have what you want to have. It's not going to really affect you within moderation, obviously. If you have 12 cheese pizzas in a night, if you can even do that, um, yeah, that's gonna, it's gonna be wreak havoc on you. But assuming you're a normal person, um, 80% of the time you'll be fine, um, which isn't hard to do. You know, you can have two, three meals a week that aren't what I would recommend and you're going to be okay. Um, don't get down on yourself. It's, it's like anything else. You know, even you're at your job, um, you're obviously going to try your best. You're not going to do your best all the time. Um, you might come in tired to work one morning and you just don't feel like doing it. Or you might have to leave early one day to pick up the kids and you can't do all your work. That's fine. Shit happens. Nobody's perfect, especially in diet and especially in the plant-based lifestyle. Just do the best that you can. Don't get down on, on yourself when you, when you uh, screw up or when you, you know, let your your uh, taste buds get the best of you. Um, just get back to it as soon as possible. Hold yourself accountable. I mean, the, the one thing that I, I preach is self-accountability. Well, not the one thing, but one of the things that I preach is self-accountability. No one's gonna no one's going to force you to eat something that you refuse to put in your mouth. It's on you. Um, and I mean, I guess it's kind of like a religion, you know, you got you get that guilt. Um, I know I do. If I don't eat appropriately, uh, first of all, my body doesn't feel good. My mind doesn't feel good. But it's like, well, I kind of let myself down. I don't let anybody else down. I let myself down. So I'm going to get back to it as soon as possible. Um, there were uh, a couple questions that uh, were posed to me. If you'll bear with me while I pull it up, um, at least one that somebody sent me on Instagram. Uh, my phone is so terrible. Has anybody else noticed that as soon as the new model of a phone comes out, the old one starts getting terrible faster and faster? Um, okay, so this one comes from somebody who asks me, how is it that I am never hungry? Me being Ryan. Um, this person has had, hasn't had dairy or meat in almost three months and finds himself uh, frequently hungry. Um, he knows that his plant-based option is his best choice, but he's struggling to find the right mix to suit him and not feel constantly hungry at the same time. Well, there are uh, a few things that you can do. <clears throat> uh, first of all, keep in mind that you know changing your habits again takes six to six months to th six weeks to three months, uh, and that's average. Could take a little longer, could take a little shorter. Um, so don't get down on yourself. Doesn't happen overnight. Um, I recommend a high-fat, low-carb diet, which helps to keep 
me full at least. Uh, everybody's a little different, but I, people that I've coached that have tried it um, have had great, great results. Um, also, when you're eating mostly raw like I advocate, it fills your stomach up faster. Now, at the same time, it burns off a lot faster, um, so you might be hungry again sooner, but just eat again. You're not going to gain weight from eating a lot of salads, provided you don't put a lot of bullshit dressing on them. Um, as long as you're eating primarily raw, have as much as you want, um, you're not going to gain weight. In fact, you will lose weight. Um, so the first two things, more more healthy fats. Go back and listen to the fats episode. Um, lower carbs, especially processed carbs, lower to none, uh, meaning no pasta, no bread, that kind of a thing. Um, two, eat a lot of raw foods. It helps a lot. And then eat more often. Um, the, the other thing that I suggest, and I talked about it, um, gosh, I don't know, a few podcasts ago for the intermittent fasting. Um, intermittent fasting trains your body to not really be hungry. Uh, it might seem foreign to some people, but your body gets used to not having food during certain times. And during those times, your body's burning its stored fat. So, and also, you're shrinking your stomach, right? So your stomach, you're not requiring as much food for your stomach receptors to tell your, your body that you're, you're not hungry or you are hungry. So um, when you intermittent fast, um, you, know, you have your eight-hour eating block, but honestly, you're not as hungry. I've, I mean, I've been doing intermittent fasting for about two years now. And I'm sure I've said it before, but I fast from 10 p.m. through the night till 2 p.m. the next day. During that time, I'm not hungry at all. And then when it's time for me to break my fast, I'm not even that hungry, to tell you the truth. Um, I will go to the gym towards the end of my fast and come back, make myself a two and a half liter salad that's you know 99% raw vegetables. I might throw some cooked quinoa or beans on top, some olive oil and some lemon juice as a dressing, some Himalayan sea salt. And scarf that down, but I'm really not that hungry to eat it. I just know that it's time to eat. My body says, okay, we're going to eat the salad now. Um, so to boil it down, um, you're going to be hungry for a little bit. It's like I was saying at the top of the podcast. You've been doing things a certain way for a long time. Uh, it doesn't change overnight. It might take a long time. Um, but eat. No one's telling you not to eat. You just need to eat the appropriate things. Um, eat a lot of raw vegetables. Uh, and don't forget your dark leafy greens. Those are super important, which leads me into another question. I had somebody ask me uh, or tell me that they don't like leafy greens. They don't like spinach. They don't like kale. They don't like any of that stuff. And how important is it? Well, truth of the matter is that it's very important. Um, dark leafy greens, if you are unaware of what they do for you, go back and listen to all my future, all my previous podcasts. Um, a lot of iron, a lot of calcium, a lot of protein. Um a lot of fiber, among a, you know, a million other uh, vitamins and minerals, but they're super important. You can't gloss over them, and you, you need to eat them in your salad every day, uh, not steamed, raw. I mean, you can have steamed ones, but that doesn't substitute for raw ones. Um, if you don't like to eat them, blend them. Put a bunch of spinach in a smoothie with some apple and some cucumber and some ginger and lemon, 
blend it up, choke it down until your body gets used to liking the taste, which it will eventually. You got to retrain your brain, um, but you can't skip it. And I had somebody mention to me that, well, you know, beets beets can replace leafy greens. No, they cannot because if you're trying to eating a beet raw, it doesn't work. You got to boil a beet. It's got to be soft. Um, when you boil it, you're cooking it. When you're cooking it, you're killing off a lot of nutrients. Not all of them. Don't get me wrong. Cooked beets have a lot of benefits, one of them being that they remove uh, fat deposits from your bloodstreams. Um, but they do not replace dark leafy greens. You got to have your dark leafy greens every day. Um, whew, with that being said, there's no good way to segment into uh, the next thing I want to talk about. So I'm just going to go for it. And that is, I want to touch briefly on sleep. I know we're about 20 minutes into the podcast, um, so I need to wrap it up somewhat soon. But um, sleep is super important, right? So I always talk about how the way that you look and feel is 80% diet. Um, if you've, again, if you heard my podcast before, you know that that is what the deal is. Um, the other 20, the other 20% is um, sleep. Uh, exercise. And if you don't sleep well, it screws your whole day up. Uh, Everybody's pulled an all-nighter for college. Everybody's had broken sleep if you have kids. Um, So there are different reasons for getting poor sleep, whether it be anxiety or stress or kids or whatever it may be. There are things that you can do, depending upon what your issue is, to improve your sleep. Now, the first thing is if you have uh, trouble falling asleep and you toss and turn all night, it might be because of anxiety and stress. Um, And I want to sideline real quick and say, if you decide to take any of my advice here and you decide to try out what I am going to recommend for anything from this point forward, please contact me first so I can go over it with you. Um, It's super important you do. You're not going to hurt yourself taking the recommended dosage on the bottles, but it's better to talk to me uh, prior to just to cut so you can expect what to do, what's going to happen, and you can um, uh, practice the best best methods of of doing it. Um, So if it's stress, the best thing to do is in my opinion, uh, get a cortisol manager. And it's all natural, um, non-addictive, non-habit-forming. And cortisol is a hormone that secretes into your brain when you are under stress. Um, it is the flight, uh, the flight mechanism in your brain, or part of it, right? So um, when we were cavemen uh, and something happened, that we needed to move fast or wake up fast, uh, the cortisol would hit our brain and we'd wake up and we would be on the move. Uh, We don't need that anymore because we are safe in our homes. Uh, But stress and anxiety can cause secretion of cortisol. So what the cortisol cortisol manager does is just kind of tone down that that seepage a little bit uh, while you're sleeping. So that you fall asleep, you relax a little bit, your brain relaxes, you fall asleep, you stay asleep. Um, the other thing that I would recommend taking alongside of that is time-release melatonin. Um, I prefer the 5 milligram time-release. Uh, I'm 6'2", 200 pounds, one 5 milligram time-release uh, with one uh, 
tablet of cortisol manager uh, makes me tired. I fall asleep. I sleep through the entire night, and I wake up feeling refreshed. I don't recommend taking more than that. Uh, again, all natural, non-habit forming. Um, and with the time, it's important that you do the time release because it will uh, dis, you know, dispense into your body over the course of hours so that you're getting a constant flow of melatonin, uh, keeping you relaxed, helping you sleep. Now, this stuff is not Lunesta. It's not going to give you, you know, night terrors or weird dreams and sleepwalking and doing all kinds of crazy shit. It just helps you relax and go to sleep. Um, and you don't get that weird groggy feeling when you wake up in the morning. Um, and I don't recommend the regular melatonin, even if it's sublingual, because you're getting the straight shot all at one time. So it hits you, you fall asleep, you might be asleep for an hour or two, but then it wears off and you're awake again. And what do you do? Um, so time release. The other thing that I'd recommend, which doesn't have to do with diet, um, but is, I guess, holistic uh, in a sense, is just a little bit of guided meditation. Uh, there's a free app for your phone called Calm. And they it's a 10-minute guided meditation. You put some earbuds in, you turn off the lights, um, and you follow this lady's voice. Uh, I have a real hard time quieting my brain. Uh, I have real bad anxiety at night. When you know when the TV's off and everything's quiet, my scumbag brain kicks in and thinks about all the nonsense that doesn't even matter. Um, and it, and it's you know a sleepy brain's not rational. Between the and I don't have to use the guided meditation very frequently. Um, the the cortisol manager and the melatonin do the trick. But in times of high stress, it the the meditation really does help. Um, and it gets me somehow. I, I, it's a miracle. It gets my brain to just quiet down. You know, it, it really helps um, maneuver your headspace into an area where you're able to control your thoughts and anxiety. And it's so much better than taking these these pills that doctors prescribed or these over-the-counter um, sleepy time pills that are full of chemicals. First of all, they're habit-forming, so you can get addicted to them. Um, your body gets used to them because they're not natural, um, so it builds up a tolerance. You have to take more and more, which is also unsafe. And then you get you wake up the next morning and you feel like you were hit by a truck. Um, so, you know, if you have an issue that I didn't cover with the sleep, if, if it's not anxiety or stress-related and you want some tips on how to get through the night with some good quality sleep specific to um, what you know what is going on with you drop me a line ryan at mainlyplants.com uh, mainlyplants uh, on social media you can send me a direct message um, or there's a contact form through the website mainlyplants.com uh, with that that's all I have for the week uh, again please 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 support the podcast go to mainlyplants.com click on the Amazon click through to do your Amazon shopping I greatly appreciate it especially with the holidays coming up. Uh, and until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>